0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football might be over, but basketball is the full swing, both college and pro. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to find out where the next head coach is going to be fired, Bet online is the number one spot for all your sporting needs. Head on over to the website, use your mobile devices, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code BLEAV to get started and it's not just about basketball BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing and UFC eyes right to the Olympic coverage that just finished it is the best in the business Sports right down to your own favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is number one in waging destination. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online where the game starts.
1: Should I just put I welcome, push
0: the got it. Yeah, I just pressed got it. Welcome okay. back. Welcome back to An Athletes Journey. I am your host, Travis Reed on the Believe Network. Just want to say this is an honor and a privilege to, to interview this person that I'm about to interview today, former NBA player for the Boston Celtics, actually NBA World Champion for the 1976, I think Boston Celtics. I actually watched that game on, like, NBA Classic, the three-overtime thriller. Um, you know, he was hitting shots, hitting buckets down the stretch. I was like, oh, Mr. McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, he'd been knowing me since I was probably in high school. I've been playing against his son since I was, like, 12 years old back in the day when his son was at Slamming Jam and I was at ARC. He's been like a, like a hero of mine when I went to Long Beach State because he was one of the few NBA guys – that made it from Long Beach State to the league. And so I'll always ask him for guidance and just like how how he did it. And like, he doesn't know this, but he really helped me, you know, become a better player and a better person as a man. So I appreciate you coming on, Mr. McDonald. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on.
1: Hey, I appreciate you asking me because I usually don't do too many of these interviews. <laughs> as, you, as you know, when we're trying to get hooked up on this Zoom, you know, so, but I appreciate you asking me. It was great to see you when I saw you at the game the other day, you know, so, and then when I, when I saw you, I was like, and you told me what you do. I said this boy gonna ask
0: me to be on his show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know he said you know. I was like, you know, when when you when you got the the best of the heroes, you gotta have the heroes on the show. You know, you know. I'm ask. That's why I had to ask your son, and I asked you. So let me get the dad first, because at least the dad is in California, and you know. So the son, like, yeah, I know you got to reschedule like a month later. So you know, but yeah, thank you for coming on, Mr. McDonald um i appreciate it like i said um it means a lot to me it means a lot mm-hmm. to me you know um i'm trying to get like a long beach like long beach legend thing you know i already got rock i did ron i did crystal now i'm mr mcdonald so like you know it just goes up like boom to the top oh, you, you
1: got you got some of my favorites so yeah of my favorites,
0: that's for sure. yeah no i'll send you those too i'll send you those too um, well, let's just get into it. Let's get into it. How'd your uh, basketball journey start? Whoa, it's
1: that's, that's that's you know, it's really it's hard. My basketball journey started basically when I left Illinois to come out to California because <clears throat> I really didn't you know play ball back in Illinois. And uh, when I was growing up, it would just be every now and then I might go on the on the on the grass or the gravel and go out and play with the people in the projects. We just play a little bit. There was nothing anything that I was like, interested really in. And then, because um, I used to try to play football, I came out here when I was 13. You know, my mother picked, packed us up and said, hey, we're getting out of here. You know, the man, he, he, he wasn't doing right. She said, we're leaving him. So, you know, we came out to California, and, um, but I didn't want to leave. You know, it was a little town called Kewanee, Illinois, you know, uh, it was a,
0: and, and actually
1: it's, the, it's like the hog capital of the world they have hog festivals and everything, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, you no know, serious, it's hogs. Oh, know? wow. So but we came out here and I told my mother, you know, I was upset with her. I said, well, I'm not going to play. Cause she liked me to play sports. So I'm like, I'm not playing any sports when I'm out there. No, you know, I'm not going to play any kind of, you know, um, team sports or, you know, anything like that. And so I held on to it, you know, till I was in the like, like ninth grade and then um, but I'd play at the playgrounds, you know, and then uh, people would say, you know, something that, at that time, they had, like, varsity, junior varsity, B, C, you know, all those, you know, the mm-hmm. lower ones. And this guy told me, I, you know, he asked me if I was going to come out for the team. I said, no, nah, man, I ain't coming out for the team. And uh, when we got to high school, and, um, and then he um, told me, well, you probably wouldn't even make our C team anyway. Just threw it at me, which is the lowest <laughs> team. You know, I mean, <laughs> So I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, so that's how, and that's how it got started. So I was like, you know something, I'm going out for this team and I'm taking your spot, you know, and that's what I did. I went out, played, coach said, I like you. You know, I next thing you know, I was in the starting five. He was on the bench and I just looked at him, you know, and I'm like, hey, but we're best friends now, you know. Okay, okay, but okay. I mean, we, as time went, you know, we became really, really tight, you know. <laughs> but, um, that's how everything started. And I went to Jefferson High School and, you know, um, Started getting recruited from there. Uh, and, and it was just a, um, just a coincidence. It was just something that I decided <coughs> that I could be pretty good after people started telling me more about the sport and more I was more watched the sport. And I would say I could do this, I could do that. And uh, so I just decided to put more effort into learning how to actually play the game, you know. So, and that's how it all started.
0: That's a, wow, that's a heck of a story. The fact is, you didn't start until high school. Is, is is crazy, you know? Like, and obviously, I remember Jefferson was one of like the powerhouses, yeah. uh, Back then, you know, as uh, far as like high schools in California. Um, what was your most memorable moment? Most memorable moment in high school? Oh God,
1: because we had we had such a good team, you know. I mean, we were good. We, had, I mean, athletic. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think your most memorial, m- memorable memorable um, moment. And as much as I, okay, my senior year, I mean, each year I went from like 15, my number was number 15 and I was number 22. Then my senior year at number 35. And I said, I was going to average my number.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: That's what I'll be I mean, honest. I, and, and it was just one of those things that at the beginning of the year, you know, I, I I did. I was averaging my number, you know, I was averaging like 37, you know, right in that, in that area. And um, then I started thinking more about the team in regards to coaches watching me play that I'm not a selfish team, you know, a selfish player. So I just, I changed everything up real fast, you know, and started dishing out the ball more and things like that. But, you know, we played against Roseville high school at that time. They were, they were really a good team. You know, they had a guy, Lindsay Stewart, probably the first magic Johnson that ever came out, you know, just a tall kid that could just ball, you know, he ended up going to university of Seattle, but he tore his knees up, you know?
0: Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I
1: scored 73 against them. So oh, that, so, okay. <laughs> so so, so that's, okay. that was like the most memorial, memorable time, you know, in regards to, you know, basketball and, you know, just having an unbelievable night with just anything that would happen, anything could go. So that's, for high school, that's basically it. You know, like- <laughs> What, what could <can laughs>
0: top it? <laughs> <laughs> scored 73 with no three-point line. Yeah, you know,
1: that's, that's,
0: that's, man. But
1: you know something, <laughs> the other thing is we, we averaged like 115 points a game.
0: Oh, okay. And that, I mean, and
1: that's, you know, I mean, that's, you don't think about that because of the fact that it was eight minute quarters. You still played four four quarters, eight minute quarters, but we pressed and we pressed and he, you know, I mean, we hardly dribbled the ball and could we catch it, catch it, pass it. You know, if, if, you didn't, if you didn't hit the person ahead of you, then you're going to sit down. That's how our coach was. So if you get a ball, you should pass it in, and you look up and somebody's in front of you, you got to pass it. You know, because if you don't, I'm telling you, you're like, he's going to that whistle. Sub, <laughs> you're coming out. So, and we, and, and we just pressured. We pressured and pressured. We averaged like right around 115, 112 points a game, you know. So just the fact that we played so well together, you know. But at the end we still didn't win the city championship.
0: Who you know, won city that year?
1: I think it was, I think it was Fremont. It might've been Fremont because Palisades knocked us out, which is, which is understandable. You know, the fact is that fundamentals stepped in. <laughs> <laughs> them, hey, them giving goals, them paths, they're boxing out people instead of you just trying to jump over people, they box you out. You know, those just the little things that people didn't understand. You know, that we were just athletic, but a lot we missed a whole lot of fundamental aspects of the game and mm-hmm. they put it on us, you know, and they they took it straight on out. You know, we ended up losing it them by like 12 or something like that, but um, it was just a, a learning lesson, you know, for us as well as for our coach, understanding you got to teach the fundamentals, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it can carry you a long way.
0: Okay, okay. So, <laughs> no, no, I get it. You're one of the top players in the state of California. Did you get recruited heavy by all the big schools in California?
1: Yeah, I did. I did. Only one didn't recruit me was UCLA. Okay. And in UCLA, they went for a kid from Reseda High School, this kid named Greg Lee, you know, which he was a good player, you know, a really good player, you know, but um, there's, there's no way realistically that they should have recruited him over me. Mm-hmm. you know being mm-hmm. honest about it uh but he had wouldn't had a player this guy named edgar lacy that was all everything mm-hmm. years before i even got to high school and he didn't um they didn't get along and
0: mm-hmm. so
1: from that point on he said he had never recruited another kid from jeff you know wouldn't and he and he stuck to it he's never he's never recruited anybody else from jefferson high school Wow, you know, okay. Yeah, and so that was one of the reasons I didn't. But every other school in in California especially, I was recruited by pretty much, you know. And um, and then Tarkanian, he just kind of out of the clear blue, just came out of nowhere, you know, and started getting involved with me. And, you know, and, um, and I always wanted to go to a school that would beat UCLA, that I felt could beat UCLA eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, my freshman year, we lost to them by one. You know, mm. and then the, the next couple of years, we still—I never beat them when I was when I was at Long Beach State. And, okay. You know, and there was that was the thing that was um, the way this, the regionals and everything was set up. Then it there was the teams from the West played the West, so you'd always meet UCLA. You know that oh, type oh. of thing. You know, okay. so it wasn't like it was it is now, and you know, a team from the West could go play for in the South or anything <laughs> like that. It wasn't like that. You know, so but uh, but yeah, basically, pretty much everybody. You know, in Long, in California, especially. You know, then you'd get the Illinois and the Maryland's and, you know, the Texas, those teams would come in. Arizona, Arizona was after me really, really hard. So, and then we just, you know, but, but it was just something about um, Long Beach and Tarkanian and, you know, just, I came out of Washington saw a Ratliff play and I said, man, I'd love to play with that kid, you know. And so, um, and then, and then one of the toppers, you know, you come on your recruiting visit, they had this, Soul Squad, the cheerleaders, <laughs> all black cheerleaders here. <laughs> 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 hey man,
0: <laughs>
1: that was uh, that was the real deal, you know. No, yeah. no you don't see that. You don't see yeah. that no more. You don't
0: see uh, that no but That's good.
1: No you, no, you don't. So back in that day, hey, I was like, this is this is real because now you, I'm leaving Jefferson High School where they got you know black cheerleaders and stuff, and you come to something like that, and it's, uh, you don't see it no any colleges really, unless you see, you know, down South or something, but um, for the, around the area, it was like unique. So, you know, it was nice to be a part of that as well.
0: Okay. 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 What do you remember about your first time? You obviously go to Long Beach State. What do you remember about your first year in college?
1: Uh, For me, it was like more focused on trying to realize that I had to go to school.
0: Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, um, you know,
1: we talked so, about it. Yeah. so um, that was one of the biggest things, because now you don't have anybody telling you what to do. You know, you mm-hmm. don't have anybody saying you got to do homework, you know, anything like that. I mean, your coach know, coaches will still say it to you, but when you're at home, your parents, you know, and I was just, a, I was a single, I had a single parent, you know, with my mother,
0: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so
1: I kind of was able to get away with things because she <laughs> relied on me. I was the oldest in the family she relied on me to take care, you know, of my sisters. And so I kind of had, did things the way I wanted to do them, you know. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, and so
1: mm-hmm. and, and school wasn't like the, the highest priority, you know. And one time it was, then as time went, you know, it, it just wasn't. I was focused on trying to get a scholarship, you know. And then that was almost blown, you know, just because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do in the classroom as well. But um, the first year there it showed me, you know, I had to grow up really fast, you know, um, not just in the classroom, but even on the basketball court. You know, you had to get stronger. You had to understand, you know, you know that you with the different teammates from different cities and different countries, and you know, so it was just. um, And then, I think, just the fact that, with culturally, my school was black, straight up black. That was that's what it was. Right, right. when you get to college and all of a sudden you have all these nationalities and you have to deal with everybody else yeah, and, and yeah, during that yeah. time with you know during during the movement you know there, there wasn't always a lot of trust you know with the white people so you know you just deal with it but then you didn't want to get too close you know, mm-hmm, too close mm-hmm, but at mm-hmm. the same time you ended up becoming very very close to different people mm-hmm. you know and and i think you know i learned from there you know just the college in general that you know, it's all about being you, being yourself, you know, you know, it's not about the color or anything like that, you know, and so, you know, I've, and I've maintained a lot of friends, you know, from, from that, that time, you know, just because of who they were as being themselves and not trying to emulate anybody else, or just because somebody says, well, this person's this way, you know, you deal with a person, how they treat you, and that's how I've always been.
0: I see, man. And yeah, I guess, oh yeah, you was doing during that. That's, that's you going during that time. Yeah. So I, I imagine it was like a little bit of different, you know, than obviously when I went there. <laughs> so, Oh,
1: yeah. no, no clue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, no, no. So what would you say is your greatest triumph in college and your greatest failure? Greatest
1: failure during the time I was there would be not graduating. Yeah. Having, to come, having to come back, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I, re- I really didn't take advantage of the free education. And then, you, you know, you get away from it and you realize whatever dreams you have, most of the time, most of the time you need to have a degree to, to get to what you want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so with me wanting to coach, I needed a degree. So I had to come back after 10 years being out and start all over with the studying you Know and then paying my own way, you know, and, and then, you, then you have a family that you're raising, so you have to have a job. So, those type of things, you know, that was my biggest failure in, in the sense that at that time I should have taken care of that business. Um, and what else was it? Uh,
0: your best, your biggest triumph,
1: the triumph. I'd have to go the same route almost, you know, coming back, you know, and and being able to get my degree.
0: I mm-hmm, know uh, mm-hmm.
1: I mean uh, my wife teases me all the time because she's always like let's go she came back and got her master's and everything she's like let's, oh. get, let's get our master's you know let's do that together I look at her like are you crazy <laughs> you know how much you know how it is right Right? you know how much the
0: master's program costs. not
1: cost? only that it's just like you know I wasn't the best student in the world in the first place and like, I loved it I I came back because I needed to get that degree
0: Yeah, right. You know? right, right. so
1: I think that's probably the the best accomplishment. And then I think that just, um, just the fact that a couple years ago, you know, they retired my number and, but it wasn't just because of basketball. It was just, it was a lot of it was, a lot of it was because of, you know, just humanity, you know, the way I was with the students on campus, you know, the, the other people, the other sports, you know, being involved with kids from the other sports.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: You know, I think a lot of it was involved with that. That took. It wasn't just because of the basketball, because if you look in the record books, you I don't have no records. Uh, you know, I, it, was no, it was nothing like that at all. I was a good player, very solid player. I was fortunate enough to get to the NBA and fortunate enough, of course, you know, to win an NBA championship. But those things were just a part of it. And I, I really respect the people that put me in because it wasn't just about basketball.
0: No, definitely. Definitely. You have a great college career. Uh, what round do you get drafted to the Boston Celtics? And did you want to go to Boston when you got drafted there?
1: I was drafted um, first round. I was, I was the first round pick, you know, with the Celtics, you know, I think it was number 17 or whatever,
0: mm-hmm, you know,
1: mm-hmm. but um, <clears throat> excuse me. No, I didn't want to go to the Celtics. I hated the Celtics. Because
0: <laughs> uh, they won
1: all the time. I was always an underdog for God, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: And so,
1: uh, just like what I said, he wanted to beat somebody to beat UCLA and, you know, things like that. But um, so when I got drafted, my coach, this guy, Dwight Jones, you know, bless his so he, he passed he passed about five years ago. But um, he called me and because, you know, there wasn't all that fanfare then. You know, he just did a <laughs> phone call. So my assistant coach, he called me and said, Hey Glenn, you just got drafted by the Boston Celtics first round. I'm like, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I said, let me call you back. I'm in the middle of moving right now. Cause I was moving to another apartment, you know, I was okay. saying, you know my lease had run out. <clears throat> so my, uh, I was moving to another apartment. He said, "Did you just hear what I just told you?" <laughs> he said, you got the first round to the Celsius. I know, Coach, but let me move. I'm trying to get this stuff to the other apartment. I'll call you back when I get finished. You know, and he was so he was so irritated. <laughs> you know, so was like, I finally got moved in and stuff because that's just how I am. You know, it's like I get excited about things, but sometimes it's like, okay, I, I good, good. I'll talk to you about it later. <laughs> so, so, that's how I, I, that's how I was, and I called him back. and I said, "He said I cannot believe how you act." I said, "No, coach, you know me. You know that's just. I mean, I was in, I was busy, so um, that's. But I definitely didn't want to, you know, get drafted by the Celtics. I didn't want to go to the East Coast first of all, mm-hmm, snow mm-hmm. and everything. Then I finally get back there on the little visit, and um, <clears throat> it all kind of set in when I walked through the garden. And you see all those banners and you know people's jerseys and it's like, "Damn, I could be I'm I'm gonna be a part of this." I said, "Maybe I can win a championship. Maybe, you know, maybe I can be a part of a championship." And so, you know, my second year, you know, I I got to be a part of the championship, you know, so But yeah, I did I definitely didn't want to go to Boston.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah, and like I was telling everybody before, like he was part of probably one of the greatest if not the greatest NBA game. In NBA history, like a triple overtime thriller with, uh, you know, Hall of Famers all over. Dave Collins, uh, Paul Westphal, you know, I can't think of the great uh, Greg Heintzen was the coach. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, yeah. I remember that game, folks. Trust me. Look it up. It's on YouTube. Boston Celtics, Phoenix Suns, 1976 NBA Finals. Yep. Trust me, one of the greatest game. I've
1: ever, <laughs> <greatest laughs> ever been involved with. Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: Trust no me. So, how long do you play in the NBA for? Just to, to just
1: two years, really. I went to Milwaukee. I got after that championship. Like I said, we you know
0: we discussed we, it. Early. We went
1: home, got married, came back, got cut. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is the real deal now. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so, definitely.
1: because uh, you know, I only had a two year guarantee you know, and so then, you know, even though, you know, I had that, I was fortunate enough to score some baskets and, you know, things like that in the championship, you know, during that time, but, um you know, that's, that's business, you know? And so he wanted to, they wanted, they said they wanted to get a, a new direction because at that time it was a lot of older players, you know, Paul Silas was there and, you know, um, uh, with Jojo White, John Havlicek, Don Nelson. So they're all kind of, Getting a little older, so they're like, "Okay, we want to bring some more experience in." So they, when they released me, they brought Sidney Wicks and Curtis Rowe in. Ah, you know. okay. yeah, you know, okay. and so, um, so then from there, you know, I, I went ahead and went overseas, basically, you know. Uh, but I was only there three years. I played with Milwaukee for a couple of months because somebody was had gotten hurt, so I went in, you know, until they came back off the injured of reserve. And then uh, after that I came back to California and like I was telling you earlier, you know, I got involved with, you know, um, uh, trucks with delivering beer and, you know, and then finally I ended up going overseas.
0: Yeah, that's, That's crazy. Yeah. I remember. And just to tell everybody, uh, like he played in the Philippines for six years, was a player coach. So that is insane. Um, You know, I respect him so much because, like, I was like, imagine being a player coach in today's game. Never worked. <laughs> Never worked. No, uh-uh. I could not see it at all. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it. I I, well, I, I couldn't bad. see it. You know, I what's
1: name? Bad enough trying to be a, a player coach on the sideline. You know, LeBron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he tried to be a player GM and mess the Lakers <laughs> up. There you, go. <laughs> you know, but that's a whole other story for a whole other day, folks. You know, but yeah. <laughs> all Ooh. right. Well, you play obviously your um you play your career uh you play in the NBA a couple of years and you play overseas, um what would be your best advice uh for the next gen like the next you already obviously had your son but let's say the next uh mm-hmm. you know McDonald coming up you know to the NBA or college process or whatever
1: no I, I just I really believe that you know, I would talk to, you know, my child or whoever, or, you know, God's sons, or, you know, just about whatever you want, you have to really put every bit of effort into it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I mean, you can't say that you want to be a professional, or you can't say you want to, you know, be a, a teacher, but you don't have a passion for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just say it because someone else mentioned it to you. He said, oh, you know, you look like you're a pretty good player. You can go pro. Well, you have to go after it. God gives us all these abilities, but you have to work for it. You know, it's just not, you're not gonna just set it in you. You still, there's, I've seen so many unbelievably talented young men and women that could have been made of a profession, but they didn't work for it. You know, they just mm-hmm. took it Whatever they had. They, 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 they took it to that extreme, but never worked to get any better. You know, so I always just feel that you know whatever you want, you have to really go after it. You have to try to do the best you can, and then that way you can never look back and say I should have tried harder. You know, and if it, and if you fail, it's your failure. You you failed. You didn't let someone else push you into doing something. Mm-hmm. So you know that's what I would. That's what I would basically say to him.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. My I guess I know my question would be, um, what would we, what was the biggest difference of I guess, basketball and skill between the NBA and the overseas game? Is it that that big of a difference? Mm Knowledge-wise.
1: Yeah, especially during now. Now, you know, the the players overseas now, it's just unbelievable. They really understand the game and they work towards the game. Their skills are, you know, very, very good. Back then, it was more just knowledge of of actually how to play the game.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
1: and then you find some that, that um like the Russians and different they they really they understood it. You
0: know, yeah. they they yeah. had
1: they had but they had already had Americans had come over and helped them teach them how to play and then their coaches took over and their coaches did a good job of you know you know elevating what they'd had already.
0: No, no, definitely. I I can tell you the difference in my head was uh, the European game was much more slow down, much more physical. Mm -hmm. Uh, than the NBA was. Like, NBA was kind of, you know, up and down because they wanted to be, like, free-flowing. But in Europe, they play zone. They, you know, they double-team. They flop. Uh, They put the big body. They still have the big-body guys who push you. You know, for me, I used to come home like, oh, I got to ice for, like, a week.
1: (laughs) Okay, that that is true. That is true. Yeah, when I was... You you even see now that that they're... Even here in the States now, they've all of a sudden implemented... The zone they can use the zone, you know. It's just, it's just true. But, but the thing with physically, just to kind of depend on what country you, you know. Yeah, you were at, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because um, when I was in Sweden, they were very physical.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they,
1: I mean, dirty physical.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it, that that whole European because we we're in the, like the European Cup with Yugoslavia, you know, Turkey, all those very
0: dirty physical, you know, he- <laughs> What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats in your face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use the NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you'll never have to worry about slow connection either. Plans to start under $4 a month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to slash BLEAB or use the code BLEAB, that is believe, to get 70% off your NordVPN plus additional month for free. It's no risk because it's a money back guarantee. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose the one of that has top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, and probiotics to start your day. The special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. Aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets it's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial, or artificial, or artificial or anything you claim your health and aim your immune system with daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you one free year supply of mean supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash B-L-E-A-V That's B-L-E-A-V again. And that's athleticgreens.com slash B-L-E-A-V
1: <laughs> But you had to just had, as a player you had to digest and just learn that this is how we're going to have to play. You're going to have to come back and retaliate yourself sometimes, you know, and hopefully you can get out that gym <laughs> before the crowd comes after you. They'll come after you as well, you know.
0: No, then, I, I agree with you on that. That happened to us. We, we we won a game in Ukraine against one of the top teams, and they was throwing batteries at the bus. It was like, man, get that, out of here, man. The dude was like, Trying to start and go slump, like man, punch it, man. Let's get that. You know, it was crazy.
1: They, they, they're no joke. They throw coins. They come at. They they do all that. You know, but uh, this is a great experience, though. you, know, you, <laughs> you, you, know, so you really need, you look back at it, you laugh at stuff. You know, you say, you know, something. Ain't nobody at home even thought about something like this. Like, no, you know? no,
0: no, 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 no. I agree with you on that. So you yeah. have a long, prestigious career. You realize your dream in basketball. When did you know it was time to hang it up?
1: Whew. Probably after that year that I did uh <laughs> coach it <and> player coach.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know something? It's it's um it's so it's hard for me to really because I, I gave it up as far as the game, you know, and, and being paid for it, mm-hmm. but I played. I was like 50 something you know just play you know because I, I was since I was working at the school mm-hmm. you know I was one of the coaches with the on the men and the women's side so then I taught I taught a, a, a basketball class you know at the university so I would play all the time I play with the guys I play with the girls I play in my classes you know so I'd always play you know but in regards to it was basically that year, the year that I decided to just do it, be a coach over in the Philippines is the, I can't remember how old I was, man, I'm serious, you know, but I knew how it was time for me to just let it go in regards to that, you know, and just focus on what you really want to still do, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, cause it just, it just wasn't fun anymore, you know, and and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do, I was a person that was always in shape Mm -hmm. and I, and I got to the point where, I second guessed myself to even go out and just work out a little bit on my own, you know. I'm like, I don't feel like doing that today. Where before any other time I just be, okay, today I gotta get up, I gotta go do this, do that, you know, I'm gonna run four miles or what I'm gonna do, you know, and and um it just it was it was all done. I I just didn't feel like doing those things anymore, you know. So and then when I stopped playing, when I stopped playing, I had no inclination to trying to <clears throat> Go to another country and play or anything like that. I was I knew I was done. When I was done, I was done, except just play pickup, you know, just get out there and play pickup. And I joined, you know, I, I did join a couple um like city leagues, you know, just to get involved, you know, and stuff like that, but nothing where it was like serious.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm that makes sense. You know, um, uh, you join like the the old the, the old man league, the older leagues.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I have played in a couple of those. It's kind of funny. Some of the dudes who younger they be like really taking it serious. I'm like, no man, I no I used to get paid for this. It's not really that serious, you know. Exactly.
1: (laughs) exactly. That's that's so true.
0: Yeah, yeah. So after you retire, what was your transition after basketball like? How was it? Easy. Easy.
1: Being honest, it really was.
0: You know, um, like I
1: said, when I. Stop playing, you know, that's when I became coaching. I was coaching with the men's program at Long Beach State. And then, you know, I got involved with the women's program. And then, you know, after after the coaching and stuff, it just, it just became real easy because I became the director of the intramural sports at Long mm-hmm. Beach. And with that, excuse me, with that, I um, was able to go watch my son play, go watch my daughter play, be home five or six o'clock in the evening every day. And that's why we just wanted to stay up at the university to, you know, take care of some little things. But it was just, it was really, it was really easy for me. uh, I didn't have any problems of, you know, all of a sudden getting depressed or anything like that, you know, uh, because I know that a lot of the mental health with a lot of people right now, you know, the athletes and stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's for real, you know, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I didn't have to go through. And I think maybe because of the fact that I didn't, I wasn't involved for so long. You know, if I had been in the league for maybe 18 years, maybe that'd be the same thing. My wife and I were talking about that just the other day. I said, I, I wonder how I would have been if I had been in the league that long. I said, but then at the same time, your butt would have made sure that I wasn't flipping out. You know, I said, so, because you would have got me involved in something right away. So, and, and that's not because that's just how she is, you know. So, um, but uh, it's, it's just, um, I didn't have a hard time. I really didn't have a hard time. And I'm blessed that I didn't. And so, because I, like I said, now you see so many people that, uh, that, it's, that it's been a hinder to them.
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, it's, yeah, I would say I was one of them because I just, I guess I didn't know what I was or who I was, Right. Uh, you know, without basketball in some capacity. Even when I kind of, the first year I retired, I still referred to myself. I was like, yeah, I'm a pro ball player, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm just taking a break. Right you know? <laughs>
1: even that's though, though. That's, yeah. that's, that's a normal thought, you know so you uh, know and, and I know a whole lot of people thought the same way, but I just but just I just for some reason I just didn't I didn't have it you know it just mm-hmm. it was done it was done and I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing now you know and I, and I left the other stuff alone and you know you, you go look back at a lot of stuff you know even with Michael and then you know, I remember the first time he saw that that clip you're talking about you know. We were in the living room and he was jumped up. He says, Dad, that was you. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I said, yeah, boy, I told you I played. (laughs) But you know, it it was so young. He was so young. He was When I was playing, he was like three, four, five, like that. Mm
0: -hmm, And then mm -hmm, we
1: finally came back to the States because we wanted him to start kindergarten here in the States, you know, start school. And that's why we came, basically that's the reason we came from the Philippines and came back to the States, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. So, which was, it was a good thing, but you know, at the same time, he could have got to continue with really good schooling over there if we had known that the schools were as advanced as they were, you know? I mean, you know, he, he could have been, you know, he could have been something special in that aspect too, even though he was smart, he went to Stanford and everything like that. I used to tell him said, work. You were, you were one smart boy, but you had no common sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and then Lexi was in reverse. Lexi had a lot of common sense, but she, she was struggling in a, in the a classroom, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But they both did well. They both got degrees. They both have their masters, you know, so I'm really proud of them both, you know. And then the missus, you know, she ain't no joke. She, she- Oh, put, I she remember, yeah, you yeah remember? No, I remember,
0: I remember. She was the boss lady. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. she was the boss lady. Mike was, no, man, Mike was super smart. I, he was always like a smart, <clears throat> smart, you know, smart person. You know, I was, I still am upset that he beat me in the CIF championship my senior year. Um, you know, so we'll talk about that <laughs> another day. But yeah, I'm still <laughs> upset about that because I felt we, we you know, we could have upset them, but they they beat us both times that year. It was kind of like,
1: ah. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We lost to them. We, were, we lost them in the tournament that year. and We lost them in the CIF championship.
1: But you know what's funny, it's with all you guys, you guys always stayed close though.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah,
1: after yeah. after you got out of high school and stuff you got to college, you guys still communicated with each other and you know, and then to this day, like you say, you still talk to Mike, you know, it's it's um that was a unique class during that time when you guys were around, you know. 97 really,
0: really. 97 class was insane. It was so many good players, really? I don't think you'll ever see that. You know, like no. it was so many good players, you'll never see that so, again. So many, yeah. 97 yeah. was you know, from shade to Baron to, to Mike to Kenny Bruner. Billy now, Knight I know. himself. I mean, just keep got, you know, uh, Kevin Augustine, I mean, Kevin man, Augustine, Greg, like, Greg Lakey, he's... Jeff Chapagne, hey, Jason Jaren yeah. Collins. It, it, that class is stupid it was, it's crazy <laughs> it's stupid That's class crazy. so alright Mr. McDonald this is the last question you know we always go through this with every uh former athlete at one point in your career or mm-hmm. your life we all go through these low points um, you know I want to ask you like how did you get out of it you know did you have any help uh, with mm-hmm. you or did you get out of it on your own how did you get out of those low points in your life
1: Whew, I'm trying to think. About it.
0: That's that's a tough question because,
1: I mean, evidently I've had. You think about you try to say, okay, where what what's the low points in my life? You know, basically, because I, I I'm not perfect, and you know, or anything like that. But I haven't had a lot of low points in my life. You know, I've had surprises. You know that you know that. <laughs> I had to. I had to um, endure in regards. Okay. I never knew my father, till I was fifty mm. years
0: old. Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. You know. I mean, it's, it's an unbelievable little story. You know, but because <clears throat> a friend, a, a, a relative of mine, we were arguing one day, and um, and then I said something to her, and she came back at me, and she goes, "You ain't know who your dad is." This is when I was like 13 years old. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So that evening, my mother comes home from work mm-hmm. and she goes, hey, Glenn, how you doing? She comes in with her groceries and stuff, you know? And I, and I'm, and I said, uh, who's my father? And she drops her, just drops the bag. You know, I'm like, oh my God. I said, you should... so that's, that was a low point right there, you know, in regards to not knowing who my father was all these years. You know, the guy who raised me up to the point where she left, you know, that wasn't my father. I had no clue, you know. Mm-hmm. So I let that go for a while, you know, but every now and then it's in the back of my mind, back of my mind, you know, like, who is this guy? And, you know, people during those days, they didn't really talk about stuff like that. You know, it's like voodoo, you know, you don't talk about you know, <laughs> people's dads and, you know, this. he's not your real dad, you know, things like that. And it was always secret, secret. So the more the internet started coming up, getting more and more prevalent, people started using the internet and stuff. So I finally was asking her who he, you know, what his name was and, you know, where is he from? You know, all these different things. And I started looking into it every five, six years, you know, i say, oh, let me throw this in and see if I can find anything. So finally I found him and um, I was like, yeah, I think that was, yeah. 69 now. He's like, Yeah, been you know, like 50, 55, somewhere around there.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I called call this guy up and I said, Hey, you know, um, my name is Glenn. And, you know, because he, he, just my voice, he said, I said, Just, you know, I asked him his name. He says, Yeah. He says, What can I help you with, son? You know, like that. So I finally told him, You know, um, I think you're married to my mother. You know, da-da-da-da. he said, What's your name? And I said, Glenn. And I said, my mother's name is this, you know, and then he goes. I'm, 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 pretty sure I'm your father. You know, just like, just like that, man. And you know, just, and he just like, I didn't know what to do from that point. You know, I was like, this is crazy, you know. So finally, I just told him, I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not contacting you to want anything, and you know, I just need to get in touch with you because I have a family and I just medical history, you know, those type of things. And then we talked about why he left and so they were both young and you know, those, you know, those type of things. But mm-hmm. I think the, the, the positive part was really just the fact that you know, I was able to meet him. You know, and we, I went back to it to meet him as well. And when I was coming to his house, he was living in, you know, uh, a senior citizen's home. I was, you know, and he was, I was coming up, my, my wife and I were walking up and these ladies were sitting out on the bench. And they they go, um, hey, how you doing? I said, doing fine, thank you. How are you? You know, he said, you must be Charles Boy. You know, I said, yeah. And they said because you look just like him and you walk just like him. <laughs> and, and man, let me tell you what, lo and behold, I, I look just like him. You got the same mannerisms. You know, it was just it was just really unbelievable. So, I guess you know. I always look at that part as there being the down part of my life, you know, not knowing who my father was, you know, but then being steady about it and not letting it bother me and just, you know, progress within my life. He he'd seen me play because, you know, because we, we, uh, he lived in Kansas. That's when Utah Jazz used to be the Kansas City you know, Kings. He used to go to all the games, so he had been at the game. He seen me play in person, didn't know I was his kid. Wow. You know?
0: How crazy is that?
1: I know. He watched Michael play on TV with Stanford, didn't know that was his grandson, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> so a lot of that part turned out to be a good thing. And then the fact that he didn't try to renege and say, I'm not your father, you know, anything like that, that was a, a, a definitely a, a positive. So, you know, I just, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of that really, you know, about climbing out of or anything like that, you know, because I just haven't. A, I've been fortunate to not have a whole lot of those type of situations, you know, but the only thing you can really say is, you know, me getting out of school was a positive because <laughs> I'm telling you, I wasn't a good student. You know, I didn't like school, but <laughs> I knew I had to get it done. <laughs> I mean, okay. it's, not, it's not funny, but, you know, it's it. But that's a, that's a definite positive right there,
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> That makes sense with the fact he was like, you know, I wasn't laughing at what you were saying because I remember somebody else said that at his senior day, uh, like his speech for senior Uh, day. Rudy said that like, man, let me tell y'all something. I don't like school. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: Hold on, let me see. This thing, my phone, Alexis just called me. Hold up.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, like I was saying, like, want to say thank you very much. Mr. McDonald, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, it's been an honor and a pleasure for you to come on. Um, like I said, there's so much stories I can ask, you know, tell talk to this man about because he's been, like I said, he's he been to the promised land and back. <laughs> right. And um, like I said, come check out, you know, uh, we got some new things coming, uh, okay. f- you know, for the show. And like I said, I'm going I'm to I'm be coming back to the Long Beach game. I'm going to come back. Good. Good. You know, Cause I, I told uh, I talked to uh, Brandon Titus. Okay, yeah, and he was like, "Man, you pay for the tickets?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, I just paid for tickets for the game." He was like, "Man, you graduated from Long Beach State and everything. They make you pay for tickets?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, it's all good, you know." No,
1: but see, and and, and that's the thing too, Travis, is that they have to they have to do better in regards to and I've told him that a million times. They've got to be better in regards to keeping in contact with the players sending out, you know, just, you know, just sending out notifications sometime that, you know, that there's a game going on, you know, and they always, there's no way that a former player shouldn't be able to get at least two tickets whenever they want to come, you know? (laughs) And it's not like they're all, it it ain't like everybody's all gonna come at the same time, you know, or anything like that, you know, if that's what they're worried about. But I've told them, because they always ask me, you have so-and-so a number, and I'm like, you know, some, I've given you guys numbers, every seem like every two or three years, you guys ask me for numbers, and I give them the ones I have, and then you lose them instead of putting them in the system, and already have them there, you know, so they've got to do a lot better with that, because that's why you don't find a lot of Long Beach players come back to games, you know, you, you really don't. Myself and Ratliff come to pretty much all the games, you know, and then from there, you, you barely ever see anybody there, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't see anybody when I came I in yeah granted it was limited capacity, but I didn't see anybody, I saw Shea, you know, yeah. Shay, Shay was there. You know, because uh, Shay's,
1: Shay's actually doing something with one of the coaches.
0: Yeah, yeah. Know, one
1: of the assistant coaches with Mike. You know, and so because he was there the other night. You know, for the game and stuff as well. And went in the locker room after the game with the team. You know, so he he's went in and spoke to the team before. You know, those type of things. But you know, they they just have to get better. At, at, you know, reaching out to former players. There's never been a former player been one of the assistant coaches ever. Oh
0: wow, I never knew that. No. No. no? Yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's it's ridiculous. It doesn't make yeah, any yeah. sense. No, that don't know? just for just a player that knows has been through the been through the system. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. So that they should definitely have just a guy, even if he's not high up on the coaching tree.
1: They don't have know. to be that exactly. At least yeah. somebody that knows the system, knows the community, you know, those things are important. So you agree. hopefully you, agree. you know. I, I have a lot of faith in this. This, this I mean, this is his third year as athletic director. I have a lot of faith in him. So hopefully, you know, he can get this thing changed around. You know, because he's um, he seems like he's focused and he understands, He does know the sports. You know, he's you know so um, we'll just we'll just see. We'll go from there, buddy. We'll see.
0: We'll take it every day by day. So it's all yes, good. Sir. But like I said, thank you very much. Uh Mr. McDonough, I appreciate you coming on. Um, people who's like listening to this, if you listen all the way to the end, thank you. Please like, share, subscribe. an Athletes Journey on the Believe Network, be on Spotify and Apple Podcast. We're gonna be doing some new things. We're gonna put the shows on YouTube coming pretty soon. Probably one of probably this one. That's good. Yeah, so we just expanding. we just expanding. So, like I said, thank you for coming on the show, Mr. McDonald. And like I said, we're we going to you. get your son on here in a couple weeks. And I'm going to be like, yo, <laughs> I might bring yeah, you on yeah. as, as a surprise to him. Like, oh, dad, watch. You did when we messed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, my man.
0: <laughs> All right, right, Mr. McDonald. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care All right. of yourself. Thank Bye, you. buddy. Okay. Bye. Bye. Football might be over, but basketball is a full swing, both college and pro. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to find out when the next head coach is going to be fired, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sporting needs. Head on over to the website, use your mobile devices, and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV. To get started. And it's not just about basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC eyes right to the Olympic coverage that just finished. It is the best in the business. From sports right down to your own favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is number one in waging destination. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online.